welcome to Dating in the City. We're your hosts, the Conti sisters, matchmakers, and co-founders at our personal matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City. Dubbed by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stanger as her favorite sisters in Hollywood and one of the matchmakers behind MTV's Are You the One, we've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly seven years. And now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey guys, and welcome to Dating in the City, Season 2, Episode 10. I'm Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Conti-Pineda. And we're the Conti sisters, and oh, we're so excited to be back. Yes, and this is actually our season <gasps> finale. Oh my gosh, the most dramatic season <laughs> finale <Yet>. ever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it's the it's kind of the year end. Yeah, for the podcast. For the yeah. podcast. Yeah, year end for the podcast, but we'll definitely be back. Um, maybe even next week with a new season. <laughs> not next week. <laughs> oh no, not, not next, next week. week. We'll be back with the new season, so it's just the end of this chapter, right, um, but right. the beginning of new segments and new, just like a few different new fun things that right. will be happening. New for, elements. We yes. have a lot of exciting things brewing for this. So much brewing. Mm-hmm. So a much Really, brewing. really exciting. So you have a lot to look forward to. Yes, totally. So let's begin with the Celebrity Matchmakers Relationship Report. So our first big news that is definitely... Definitely, um, definitely like celebrity, like TV, all of that. So we are actually um, the matchmaking company behind a brand new reality show. Um, we can't tell you guys that much about it because as in reality TV, we're like bound by confidentiality. Um, but we are casting this show for a major network. And it's essentially like The Bachelor, only for um, successful men in New York City. So these guys have to either live in New York City or in the surrounding area. And the catch is that they have to be 35 plus. Okay, so if you guys know any awesome um, bachelors that are ages 35 plus, so they have to be over 35, professional men living in and around New York City, um, he, they can, he can either apply or you can nominate him um, and just email the real Mr. Big nyc at gmail.com so the real and then it's mr big so the t-h-e-r-e-a-l m-r-b-i-g n-y-c at gmail.com so like obviously like mr big if that gives you any hint of like how cool the show will be um and just include the name the photo the email address phone number occupation and age of the bachelor that you are um that you're nominating or if it's like a guy friend um or even like a dad like i mean there are so many attractive dads these days (laughs) as i get older (laughs) i always found like i remember there were a few dads at our high school that were remember mr negron (laughs) oh Oh, he was so he was a beautiful man he was i remember in cheerleading practice he would come and he was one of the um, football players' dads, and we would just all have our mouths open, just loving him. And you know, the older I get, the more and more I appreciate a dad. I love dads to matchmake, though, Christina. I really do because I feel like they have a they like can take care of children. 
you know, and that's a big deal. Well, yeah, I guess if they if they're if they're single. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. I'm so sorry. If they're single, and Mr. Negron was definitely married. Yes. That's so inappropriate. <gasps> that is so. Oh, plus anyway. Um, so yeah, that's, that's so funny. Sorry, he definitely did not ask by any means to be like mentioned on this show, but you know what? It's, it's nice to appreciate an older man, you know, even when you're 16, which is very illegal. (laughs) Oh God. Yes, he definitely did. But anyway, um, so that's like one of our big news. Um, and then um, anything to say about that, Christina? Any? No, just feel free to tell your friends about it and yeah. s- spread the word. It's like going to be the, the new Bachelor. It's going to be un- unbelievable. So we're really excited. Okay, so for an actual um, relationship report story, so I'll tell you this, Christina, because you probably don't know. Mm-hmm. So a video circulated of A-Rod being asked who his dream woman was, mm. and he said, J-Lo, mm. and they're now engaged. So oh. this, yeah, this really cute video was, like, circulating on Facebook and on Instagram, and it's, like, this young A-Rod, and there, and someone's just interviewing him, like, oh, who's your dream woman? Who's your celebrity crush? And he said, Jennifer Lopez. He's like, J-Lo. And he's like, he's like, if you know her, set me up. <laughs> and it's just so cute. So I thought that was adorable just on its face. But so something that you guys may not know is that when a when a new member, when a new priority member or a basic member comes um, to Matchmakers in the City and is interviewed by one of our matchmakers, one of the questions that they are asked every single time is, who is your celebrity crush or who in the public eye do you find attractive? Because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't like celebrities. And we're like, okay, well, who in the public eye do you find to be attractive? My question is, why is a celebrity crush an important part of the matchmaking process? Like, why is that a question for us? Yeah, yeah, I think Alessandra, maybe you should handle this one. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I sometimes don't even <laughs> You don't even ask that sometimes? I don't want to, I just don't want to get people <sighs> thinking about they have to be this, because a lot of times what they say, oh, Brad Pitt, and okay, we'll look at his track record, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Brad Pitt had a really solid marriage with Angelina for a while, and like 30 kids so I feel like that he's like a decent human. And I don't mean to be. No, no, no. I know. Just like just, his character. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah, just, it sets up an unrealistic expectation. And then, right. Yeah, right. it sets up an. Well, I mean, the reason why I love to ask it, and I even, I, I just think it's an important question to know just generally when you're dating, and something that you can even ask someone you're dating. <gasps> I think it's great. I think it's such a cute oh, question. I would never ask. Wait, are you serious, Dan? Who is celebrity crushes? Oh wait, I know you. You would get so jealous. <laughs> no, but I just like to see. Like, oh, if they say some be... blonde woman, I'm like, you're not for me. Oh, but if they say like Amelia. Clark or something, even though she's, like, bleach blonde, like, that's a bit more in my realm. Or, like, if they say Kim Kardashian, I mean, there are such <laughs> obvious similarities between me and Kim. Or you and 
the person you just posted on your for- on the, as the Forbes. Oh, Forbes. Kylie Jenner. Oh my gosh, no, no one was thinking that was me. Okay, no one in their right minds. No, she was just on the cover of Forbes, and it was like kind of an explosive Forbes thing. Um, well, I mean, I like to ask them just because I think that it gives you a general general type of like what someone finds attractive and also I like it because it kind of makes people feel a bit more at ease and makes them it's kind of like a fun question Mm -hmm. it's more of an icebreaker but I also for clients yeah yeah but I mean I think it's fun and I and I think that it does show like okay this is this person's like physical ideal and so if someone loves Kim Kardashian and like other super curvy you know um uh, women in the media. Well, that's not to say though. I mean, we've set up some, like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, because remember, we once set up this guy and he went on so many dates, and his one thing was that he only wanted to date brunettes. Like, that was short what he, brunettes. short brunettes. That's mm-hmm. literally what he said. And so every single woman we introduced to him was, we followed his, we took his lead and we followed, and this was like early on. Um, because now we would not care about hair color. I mean, uh, we ask hair we color. Actually, actually, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm do. sorry, that's such a lie. We definitely do care about hair. But anyway, but with this bachelor though, we met this amazing woman, and we were like, "This is the girl." I mean, she's incredible, but she was blonde. So um, we were like, "Listen, we know that you like short brunettes." This woman happens to be tall and blonde, and he's like, "Okay, fine. I'll you know, sure, why not?" Now they're engaged, mm-hmm. so. That's just that just goes to show you that like you can really limit yourself with physical type right. and especially with I mean with men and with women it's just that's such a superficial thing right. like caring about someone's hair color like care about their soul you yeah, know it's true so and also if you just the general <coughs> if you're attracted to the person it's so because true there's that element there's that chemistry and that element chemistry. that you can't really put your finger on totally chemistry is not based on a hair color right it's not chemistry is based on so many other that's your next elements instagram quote yeah chemistry is not based on a hair color (laughs) oh just (laughs) such genius spewing you You heard it here first people Um, what was that, Christy? Yeah, I, I think it is a fun question. I actually find myself asking that to my good friends mm. rather than I, – I do – we do – I don't really do that many interviews anymore. I know. But I think it's the so matchmakers fascinating. Right, the they, interviews. Right, the matchmakers. Yeah. The other matchmakers, the other matchmakers do all makers, those interviews. Yeah. But – I really enjoy asking my friends because I like to hear the re- the rationales behind mm. it, and and I I guess it's it Who's is. Who's your celebrity crush, Christina? Dan. Oh, thank God. <laughs> of course, isn't Dan all of our celebrity crushes? <laughs> my uh, husband. Yes. <laughs> Who's mine? It, you it, had uh, someone for a while. I don't I know. know. If it's still... I don't even like him anymore. Well, I mind you when it, growing up, it used to be John Mayer, and then John Mayer just became this slore, and I just <laughs> can't anymore. John Mayer is just oh, it's so sad. It's just so upsetting. Um, what's happened to him? I like people in certain time periods that they were like came up. You know, I just saw this interview with. This I I guess I like 
I like when I see them in a movie, then I get a crush on them. That's so it's more like people. the character. That's that's why yeah. everyone's car- favorite. All the women love Ryan Gosling. Oh, they love it's Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah, that's another fun question. And probably the other movie, L.A. the L.A. one that he was. What is that? The musical. Oh, what was it again? Oh, La La Land. La La oh my Land. gosh. Probably yeah. Because he's this character that just yeah. so loving, and the woman is the oh. one who's a little. Oh my gosh, Ryan Gosling. I know, I never liked, I never had a crush on Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I never, never did. did. I never you did. You liked, you're yeah. not remembering this? Who? Who? The Ugly Truth. Oh, like Gerard Butler. Butler. <gasps> <gasps> Yum. He is so beautiful. <laughs> That's a man. And you Jesse Metcalf as well. Oh, I, then I met him oh, and yeah. he was a small. Oh, oh. That's so mean. Well, he was just a small. He like, was shorter I, than you. He was shorter than it's me, not and that it's you don't, not. You don't care about so height, bad. but you're not. You're I just felt bigger. I felt bigger than right. him. I don't like feeling bigger. But oh, he is so. Yeah, he was beautiful in the movies. A lot of this is another thing that, right. like, after living in LA, after meeting a lot of these people that we've grown up seeing on screen, a lot of these men are very short. So that's another thing. Joe Jonas is five seven, mm-hmm. and his Sophie Turner is. 5'9 or 5'10 so um, the Jonas Brothers yeah and we used to see the Jonas Brothers at at the W all the time at Jazz Night. Mm-hmm. So back in the back in the Victorian times. Oh my gosh, I'm doing the dropping your handkerchief spiel. No, but back in no, you hate the dropping your handkerchief spiel. Go to Heart of Dating if you yes. want to hear the whole um, dropping your handkerchief spiel. It's, it's um, Kate um, Kate Worman's podcast. She's amazing. She's a Christian dating expert. And um, anyway, there's a really great episode where it's called like Dating Like a Lady boss and how to meet men in real life. Anyway, so if you want to hear about dropping your handkerchief, meeting men in real life, go and listen to that. But the story I'm telling you guys is, you know, how we always like to talk back about, like, our, our, our young Hollywood days when we were in the scene. Um, so there used to be this thing on Sunday nights called Jazz Night at the W Hotel. I'm and sure this has come up before. I mean, has it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm such I'm such like a grandmother, <laughs> and I'm speaking about like my my youth. Oh gosh. And but back in those times, it used to be like the hottest thing ever. And we have seen. I mean, we would we would go and we saw everybody and I remember seeing the Jonas Brothers and you You're know not somebody unless you at the W you know <laughs> on a Sunday night on a Sunday evening and they lived at their residences at the W at that point so they would go a lot actually and I just remember being like oh they're such small men like hmm. they're just smaller than you would assume mm-hmm. yeah Zac Efron's another smaller guy and I love Zac Efron I You're love him. Like it's a bad. No, I don't think it's bad. Listen, I would date Zach Efron in a heartbeat. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's a he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't care how tall. I really I could care less how tall a guy is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's not something because there are some really it's all about your presence. Mm-hmm. Guys, always remember this. That's it's all true. about what you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And if you come into the room and you own that room and you have just a commanding presence and you 
aren't, you know, you're not the tallest guy, it doesn't matter. Confidence is, confidence makes you tall, you know? And, but if you kind of walk in and you're kind of sulking around, like, it doesn't matter if you're 6'5", you're not going to be, well, mm, the taller men, though, they have it pretty easy. Knock. Dan's like seven foot. No, he's six Dan's five. Dan's six five. <laughs> I know, but they have it a bit easier because it's just, you know. I guess there's oh, more gosh. options. You guys, I'm sorry <laughs> if you guys are smaller guys. And listen, I'm telling you, it's really. There are really, many ma- married, successfully married couples. Absolutely. I remember matter. I had a college professor. Um, I forget what his name was. He was a, he, he was shorter and he was my entrepreneurship professor and I remember having the biggest crush on him because the way that he spoke and just so commanding and I was just like oh I just I love you I hope he wasn't married no I don't think he was he was like an entrepreneur like you know how they are he needed us he needed a matchmaker just talking about how we would never want to be married to To a professor it's so so much temptation because like these ingenues looking so anyway okay so relation back to the relationship report so are you the one season eight the f- the cast has been oh, yes. revealed so it just came out oh, um you it did season i did no i did seven and eight, seven and eight. Yeah, yeah i did season seven and eight and it's a very diverse cast and i'm just so excited to have been a part of the show and i can't wait for it to come out so you definitely post about that. yeah i literally saw it as i was digging for stories okay. i literally just saw it so i'm really excited and congrats to um, this season and hopefully they figure out who their perfect match is. We were mentioning this because Alessandra was the matchmaker behind season seven and eight of MTV's Are You the One? Yes. Just, you know, one of the things <laughs> one of the her. amazing matches that I've added to her Girl Scout badges. The Girl Scout <laughs> badges. <laughs> it's so true though like our what like, you know, it's like a It's like a little badge, like a little MTV um, little badge. Okay, so, you know, there was a lot, there was some gossip this week about Bradley Cooper and his girlfriend. I honestly don't even want to repeat it though, because it's just not even necessary. Like, there's no lesson that we can take from that, you know? So it's just that, no, like, unless a, a breakup is confirmed, it's not. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so let's get into Boy Bye. Boy Bye. As sisters, we have our fair share of disagreements. Every day we date coach men and women who don't know whether they should stay in a relationship or move on. In Boy Bye, we debate different hot relationship trigger topics. First scenario He hates wine. Boy Bye or strike one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, like, one would think that this is a very superfluous, you know, thing. Christina, I'll let you, I'll let you start on that. I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. I, I I really don't think it, for any, (laughs) for any person, except for Alessandra, Alessandra, it should be a boy bye. But I think... It would only be a boy by with other elements yeah. in addition to that. Yeah. It's it, kind of like the straw. Right, right. The straw that broke the camel's back, not yes. the one thing that yeah. that is a problem. 
because yeah. for some people they don't drink much and they don't oh yeah it's yeah, not yeah. a no, problem totally. at all oh and my it's gosh. not like you drink much at all i to barely with. drink i have but a glass like, of wine and right, i'm done right but you do enjoy I'm the loopy. experience of wine tasting oh, oh i love wine and there are some people who are winemakers like my father-in-law yes. who that's a very important part of his lifestyle he brought 600 <laughs> bottles of wine dan made them take some <laughs> He, okay, so the last time Christina's yeah father-in-law I visits, out and I said, we don't have <laughs> they brought six hundred bottles of handmade wine. Beautiful. That's and it was really delicious. It, it is. genuinely was really it's delicious. So well, and good. they're from Northern California, mm-hmm. so obviously. The wine country. Yeah, the wine country, definitely. I mean, obviously, like, I didn't even think of, like, the substance abuse thing here. And, you know, obviously, I don't think it's a boy-by situation. Right. If someone is sober, right. that's wonderful. Right. Like, good for them. They're sober. Like, you don't want to say, <laughs> Elle, you're sober. I can't date you. Exactly. But, good for um, them. That usually is that's a, amazing. a wonderful thing that's for their lives. So, yeah, that's so great. Um, but I will give a little anecdote. I did once date a young man. <laughs> Bless his heart. And we, you know, was it was it the strongest connection? No. And were there other things? Yes. But the, for me, the thing that just was the nail in the coffin was I just, for okay, so there are certain things that, like, excite different people about being in relationships. So, like, for me, one of them was being able to go wine tasting with like my guy like that's always has been one of my favorite things to do it was something that I just really wanted to do with a man and in my mind that was just something that I really really wanted to do in a relationship and that was one of the reasons I was so looking forward to being in a relationship so it also involves minimal movement oh as minimal (laughs) movement as possible so I'm guys I'm not sure if you're aware I'm actually well I'm I've now I've been demoted. I've been demoted to. I was. I was treasurer of Minimal Movement Club. I'm now vice president. Our dog, who is 15 and blind, is the president, the reigning president of Minimal Movement Club. Um, but just you know, the the core of the organization is doing as little movement as humanly possible. Um, as as little, I will say, as little mandatory movement as, as humanly possible. I don't know if you need but, to say humanly. It's more. Oh yeah, it's more like it's it's just we're not as we're possible. not discriminatory um, on on species. <laughs> this is not a species specific organization. Um, you know, Dante happens to be you know a canine. Um, he's our canine president. Um, but no, but, but it's when it's mandatory movement, like that's what we're against. We just don't like mandatory movement. But like if you go to the gym, that's not, that's voluntary movement. So it's a little different. Like you want to do voluntary movement, but like that's a distinction. So that's just something that sometimes, you know, there's a misconception and it's fine that you didn't really understand that. Christine. Not everybody understands it, you know, when they hear, um, you know, just something that's really close to my heart, just a role, you know, a role that. That I that I take really other, seriously. One of your other <laughs> One of my brownie, what Girl Scout badges, <laughs> VP of Minimal Movement Club. Anyway, um, but I so yeah, I mean I just so for me when this guy said, 
I hate wine. No, I hate going, I hate wine tasting. I've never been wine tasting. For me, I was like, that's enough for me, dog. And so that was my, that was my ultimate boy bye moment for this poor young man. And he was so sweet. Um, but that said, I understand. It's just like a lifestyle thing. Yeah, um, but at the same time, if someone's sober, that's amazing. And if you say boy, like, well, right. but also if a girl is like, if wine is a big part of her life, maybe you shouldn't be dating someone who's sober right. because then you'll be a bad influence. Because yeah. if you can have wine without, you know, without having those feelings of addiction, then, you know, maybe it's not the best um, pairing mm-hmm. if, if that's like a hobby, you know, if like that's the number one hobby um, or like number right. three or, or something. Or the person would just have to give it up. Give yeah, that up. exactly. What's more important? Right. I'd say the man. Yeah. Okay, next. Okay, great. Scenario two. You find that you're absolutely exhausted on a date and like about to fall asleep. Boy bye or strike one. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's that's really that's that's a big red flag there. Right oh, there. Gosh. That because Have I told the story before. I don't think so. I don't think Have so. Have I told the story? Do you know the me, story I'm, telling, I'm talking about? Me. Oh, oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, You've gosh. had this situation happen a few times. Oh, it was God. basically the nail in the coffin. No, yeah. So, sorry, Christina, what do you, so you think this is a big red flag? If you're just, like, tired on a date. And it depends. It, yeah. If you have had an extremely oh. busy week, if you're, it's one thing if it happens occasionally, mm-hmm. but if it's something that, is a recurring theme in your dates with someone, mm-hmm. it's they're not bringing out the best in you because you do yeah. want to be with someone who regularly, if it's a one-off thing, it's just is what it is, mm-hmm. but who's someone who you're excited to be around. Totally. And I think that definitely, I mean, obviously, if there are other factors, like you woke up at 5 a.m. Right. and now you're going on a date, obviously you're going to be tired, so don't read into that. Right. But Especially there are also a first, first date. First date. First date. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah. But I think that there are definitely certain people that you just are not, like, amped by and you're just your energy yeah they're draining rather than than filling Mm -hmm. and like there are certain people that you just really want to tell stories to and to me that's like such a hallmark of an awesome partnership of just someone who will say a word and you'll be like oh my god I have to tell you about this and because you're just excited to tell them and to get to know them and stuff and there are other people they're just talking and you're just like I just have no desire to share with you mm-hmm. so um but I will say one of my just a real a true you know moment that will live in infamy and in my <laughs> dating my dating life so I once went on a double date and we went to a whiskey tasting and <laughs> It was with it was with one of my girlfriends, and he inter- he inter- we yeah it was one of my girlfriends, and we introduced him obviously to her. We introduced my girlfriend to his guy friend, yes. and so we were doing the whiskey tasting, and this guy was so nice, but for some reason, 
every time I went on a date with him, I got so <laughs> sleepy. It was just like he like lulled me. Like he spoke a bit monotone, and it was just like I was just oh, and you know I'm a t- I'm a fairly tired person just generally, but like when I like someone, I'm I'm very like upbeat and obviously I don't think people would label me tired in any way like with them out. Mm-hmm. I think just if you really know me, you know that like I really enjoy you know slumber and just you know all of that but anyway so this guy so we're sitting there and then all of a sudden I I'm like oh my god I'm about to doze off so and I don't recommend this guys but I just I pulled him in and I gave him a kiss and I remember just I had a dream (laughs) as we were kissing I remember and I was just so sleepy I like I was napping I literally took a nap on a date and I don't recommend that and that was our last date obviously because I just said if I I literally fell asleep and I was kissing him and in between you know I was he's probably thinking like oh yeah like this is nice like we're making out and I'm just like in I I remember I dreamed I like I had a cycle of REM Anyway, so yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, just, just, just flag that, okay? <laughs> Look at that's happening. Fabulous. Oh gosh. We are moving on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give her advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, Allie and Christina. I have been texting back and forth with a guy for the past three weeks, and he hasn't asked me out. He literally texts me every day, and he always asks me a bunch of questions. While it's really nice to hear from him, and I do want to actually go on a date with him, I don't want a pen pal. Why isn't he asking me out? Is he not interested in me? Should I ask him out myself? XOXO, pen pals were so middle school. So yesterday, so yesterday, haven't you heard that I'm gonna be okay? Um, what do you think, Christina? Oh, I hate that. I think that's just so difficult. Is I guess I would ask, is the texting leading to something? Is he inviting you to do anything, or is it just mindless texting? Mm-hmm. I think you should always keep texting at a minimum to begin with. I wouldn't ask him mm-hmm. questions. I would just let it be just a nice response after a few hours and just show enthusiasm but don't be texting him back all the time and I remember Matthew Hussey saying something about this say responding to a man that and saying something like oh yeah if you feel like my pen pal and that was a great way to wake the guy up I would not advise asking him out Uh, obviously that sounds like the logical thing to do because this is really annoying but you do want to give the man the ability to be the man and ask you out. And we've we had a panel a few years back, and every single one of those men on that panel, and they were very different, mm-hmm. said that it was really emasculating if a woman asked a guy out. And I know people have different scenarios on different feelings about that. Don't take offense if you've done that and now you're married. I, I don't. It's just, you're the exception. You're the exception, not the rule. Mm -hmm. So many men say this. I would definitely let him do the asking, but there's nothing wrong with if it's going on for a while saying like, oh, you feel like my pen pal. 
Okay, so I have a little bit of different advice here. Shocking, me and Christina having different advice. Um, So my advice would be, um, it kind of depends on if it's through, like, where did you meet this guy? Mm. Have you met him in person? Okay, so if you've already met this guy in person, you've already seen each other physically, then I would definitely say um, you, that's like, to me, I would a thousand percent allow him, like give him little signals of that you will say. So I literally just, um, I just contributed to an Elite Daily article mm. that ju- that was about this topic. Enlighten us. Yes. So basically, <laughs> I. So there, yes, there are a few <laughs> ways of going about this. I'm going to give you my first route, which is more of the Christina route, which is give him little hints like you can say you know like oh yeah I've been dying to see this movie or oh yeah like I've been dying to I would love to go like if he says oh I'm going to um a Dodgers game tonight or something you'd be like oh my gosh I love I love sporting events that's so awesome I would love to go so or like oh I'm going to he's going to a comedy show or you can say like oh if you friends are going to a comedy show um yeah I would love I, I would love to go so just like putting a few tips in hints in but then It's been three weeks, and if he hasn't asked you out yet, I literally, to me, this is a waste of your time, a thousand percent. So I would say whether or not you, like, I think that you should totally feel free to just be like, hey, me and a few friends are going to um, a wine tasting. Let's keep in that vein. We're going wine tasting at Malibu Wines. Do you guys, do you want to join? Maybe bring a friend? Like, Don't feel, like, just make it if it's a group thing or, like, oh, me and a girlfriend are going here. Do you want to come? Like, make it that instead of being, like, I want to go out on a date with you. Just make it something, like, like, hey, like, I'm doing this. Do you want to join? Because the thing is, we don't also, we also don't know this guy. Like, he may have met you and been, like, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. Like, okay, like, maybe she doesn't, like, I value her friendship. Like, whatever. I don't want to, like, cross any boundaries. Like, I don't know if she's even dating anyone. Like, maybe she is. Maybe Whatever. So that's one scenario. I would say... Invite him to something that you're doing with a group, okay, or with another girl, or or and just say, hey, want to bring a friend, or just come, or oh, hey, I'm going to this comedy show tonight. Do you want to join? Like, that's it. And then if he says no, oh gosh, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <die>. <laughs> so if he says no, then that's it. Then like, just do not like but if he what texts if he you. Has something a plan, real plan. That's fine. Then he know, then you he already him. asked him right. and you don't have to ask him anything else. Right. Again, you've already put yourself out there. You've asked him. What you've if he done still it. keeps texting her? Then literally reply once whenever you feel like it. Do not reply immediately. You can reply days later. You can reply hours later. But I would not think of him as a romantic interest in any way. If you've put it out on the table and he doesn't take the take the bait, done. You have to move on. You're wasting your time. You're absolutely wasting your time. And that way, at least you know that you're wasting your time if you like put it out to him and invite him to do something. Um, so that's the scenario if you've met in real life, if you guys are like quote unquote friends or if, you know, you've had some flirtation or if you see him out with other friends and you just text each other, that would be my suggestion. Invite him to a group event. Don't invite him for a sexy drinks situation. That's no. his job to invite you on a date, but you can invite him on a friend's gathering. That's totally fine. I will Um, say on that same topic of the men who you meet in person, Mm -hmm. some wise 
advice that my friend Rocky gave me a mm-hmm. few years back when we were at Oxford together is that she just would never take a guy think of him as a potential unless he's asked her out. I love at that. that point. I love that. She was so clear cut about things mm-hmm. because it's his job to do this mm-hmm. and there's no need for you to pull out all the stops to do and anything. The thing okay, so exactly And I used to be different than that. I then uh-huh. I heard that and I said, Wow. You're right. If he's not asking me out, there's a reason for there's it. There's a reason. He could have it's a girlfriend. so true. He could be seeing someone and kind of tr- so trying to play true. things with me. Yeah, and totally. See where things go. Trying yeah. to just keep develop you, a connection. Keep you on. Yeah, just keep keep it going because he's kind of seeing someone right. not really that into them. Wants to just keep you there, just in case. No, I mean, if he's not asking you out, he doesn't want. He most likely. 99% of the time he's not you should focus your energy somewhere else but if, say you met on an app or whatever um, in that case I think that a lot of guys do kind of go into that um pen pal mode because they mm-hmm. a lot of women if they ask them they don't know the threshold like they will talk to them and then if they ask them out too quickly right. then the women are freaked out and they're like I don't even know you and you want to go out with me or they'll just ghost them because right. they ask them out and the girl is freaking out because she's like I don't even know this person so you kind of have to give them a little bit more um, leeway in definitely, that sense definitely. that said um, there's a really great line that you can use if you feel like you've become a pen pal with someone that you met on the apps you can just say hey so I'm totally new to this how long are we supposed to talk before we meet before we meet for a drink Mm -hmm. so I'm totally new to this how long are we supposed to talk before we we meet for a drink Mm -hmm. or before we meet for drinks because that way it's like kind of cute it's also like oh I'm new haha I'm coy but at the same time like you are not trying to have a pen pal and you are a smart girl and that's a great way of like asking them but not taking all of the reins and that said if you've already been on a date with this guy and he's just texting you and hasn't asked you out and it's been three weeks girl bye (laughs) girl bye boy bye um I would definitely say it's he's made his intentions clear Mm -hmm. if a guy wants to see you it doesn't matter if he is a high-powered crazy busy attorney or if he is a surgeon at a top hospital whatever we can tell you from personal experience he is going to make time oh yeah absolutely we have male clients of all those different professions yeah they always do they have could have just won an award but if if they're into you, they will want to see you. Mm-hmm. And there, this is another thing, and I want to leave you guys on a really positive note. The good news is there are so many good guys who actually want a relationship. Yes. And they're at the same page and they're at the same place that you're at where you want a relationship. So the whole thing with all this stuff is don't waste your time on a guy who doesn't want what you want. Because there are girls that are in that place who don't want a relationship. And let him let him hang out with her Mm -hmm. or let him be her pen pal. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be in a relationship, there are amazing, there's so many amazing guys who do want that. So it's just like 
free yourself so that you can actually meet them. So and true. if you have like relationships, I'll, I'll leave also with this analogy that always stuck with me. Your life and your, your relationships are like a train station. And if right now you have a dilapidated, broken down train on those tracks, you, you know, it's just on the tracks. You're not even on the train. It's just there. And it, you don't even know where it's going. You don't know any of that. It, it, then it doesn't matter if, oh, Christina, are you heading out? I okay. Do. Okay. Wait. Pause. Right I'll, I'll end your. I'll end this analogy without Christina. So thank you, Christina, yes. for being here, guys. I'm ending this analogy. Say bye, Christina. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Okay. So okay, guys. It's just. It's just you and me. Um. So okay. Back to the analogy. So your relationship is like your relationship life is like a train vessel, um. And if there is a dilapidated train on those tracks it doesn't matter if you're not even on the train maybe you're just going into you're like oh well you know no other train is here but no other train can get onto those tracks so the polar express might be right behind that train and it might just be waiting for that dilapidated train to leave the tracks so that's why it's just so important to relinquish let that train go let it go wherever it's going it's broken down you don't know where it's going it might be you know but so that it's clear and so that you can then welcome the polar express so if i can leave you guys with anything at the end of season two of dating in the city it's if you are in a situation that if this guy is a dilapidated trainer, this woman is just there and it's this like, ugh, nothing is really happening and what's going on. If you're confused, this is not the person for you, okay? When someone is into you, they will express interest and you will know. If you're confused, it's most likely not the right train. And let yourself be open for the Polar Express. Um... Anyway, guys, so I will close this out with catching up with the Contis because Christina is working with um, one of our, she's heading over to her meeting right now. So um, I just had this really awesome, um, oh my God, I feel like bragging to myself. Um, but anyway, I just had this, uh, my first ever article published with Forbes. Um, because I'm now on the business council for them. And that's, I just was so excited because like, it's just really cool because I feel like I, I read Forbes, um, specifically the entrepreneurship section when we were um, starting our business eight years ago. And just to be one of those voices now and, and just to kind of help young entrepreneurs is awesome. Um, so the article is about the three worst pieces of advice that I got as a young entrepreneur. Um, and it's a little shocking because it's advice that you've probably heard over and over again and how it just did not at all resonate with me in any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, definitely take a read on that. That's all over my Instagram at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. Um, and it's on our, um, what's it called? On our Facebook. And then um, in terms of what Christina's up to this week, Christina is going to um, be doing some traveling. She's going to DC. She's going to New York. So um, we kind of do, we do a lot of different trips, both Christina and myself. So that will be really fun for her. 
Um, but anyway, guys, it was so good catching up with you. And um, sorry, this episode is a bit shorter than our normal ones. We just have had the crazy, most crazy busy week ever. Um, but sending you a huge hug and um, we're always here for you. Definitely um, go if you are looking for a personal matchmaker or if you've ever, if you're even considering matchmaking, definitely um, go to matchmakersinthecity.com. The ladies are absolutely amazing. All of our matchmakers are incredible and warm and loving and caring. And you can get like incredibly personalized um, advice and attention if you, you know, work with us in that in that sense. It's less of a, um, on the podcast we get very general, but it's very specific when you're working with us. Um, anyway, guys, great to chat and we'll talk soon, okay? Bye! Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com. 